Hello everyone, and welcome to the very first episode of the COVID-19 Internship. On today's episode, you'll be hearing my conversation with Jackie Sisuni, a business executive at Heat, which is the advertising and marketing group at Deloitte. And this is how our conversation went. So we'll start off with your past. What has been your favorite internship or I guess first job experience and why? I'll go with um, my favorite internship, which really wasn't an internship. (laughs) Um, I did a ton. I did a ton when I was in school, like interned during the school year when I could or worked during the school year and interned in the summer and had some pretty awesome experiences, I will say. And most of my learning I did during internships. Um, But actually, I participated in advanced advertising, which was a course at school in the business school um, with Professor Maddox and took her class as a sophomore and was a teaching assistant junior and senior year. And it was a very much experiential course where we competed in the national student advertising competition. And being that I am in advertising now, I look back at that experience and taking the class as well as being the teaching assistant for two years after uh, was probably the most worthwhile experience I ever had and most applicable experience during my college years to what I am doing now. Um, And that was just because not only was it topically relevant, um, which was probably the least important thing about it, but more so because I was given such hands-on experience to not only, you know, make a fictitious advertising campaign, but learn how I was a team member and how I was able to lead teams, um, which was purview into very much of who I am in my character as an employee. What would you say was some of like the valuable lessons that you learned from that experience that you still carry with you today? Yeah, sort of what I mentioned, I think learning how I was um, as a team leader was so very valuable. And not only how I was, you know, leading a group of people um, in terms of setting goals and completing tasks but also how I was able to motivate people, you know, what tricks were, were up my sleeve to help me do that. And also, I think it taught me a lot about how I act under stress. It was, it was a pretty intense couple of months. And sometimes, you know, during internships, employee employers or your team members who are um, overseeing you sort of know that you're a college student and know that you're still learning. So it can be a bit of um, an easier experience than maybe what real life. Yeah. (laughs) Right. At work. Um, And this was very much not that It, it was super stressful. And we were, we were held to a really high standard, both as, as students, as, you know, fictitious employees at an advertising company. Um, And so having that pressure and stress while also learning how to operate at my highest capacity, 
um, was a huge, huge purview into what I would be like in the stresses of, you know, my everyday job. Yeah, of course. And I guess you kind of went into it, but um, the hardest part of that experience, I'm assuming, was the tag. But if there's anything else. (laughs) Yeah, I actually, I actually think it's the time, of course, the commitment you make is hard, right? But in the end, it is a commitment. And I'm definitely the type of person that if I make a commitment to something, there's, there's no way I'm not bringing my A game. Um, and, and sort of being a fly on the wall or skirting through that experience. I knew that, that this was an experience to take advantage of. And um, so I wouldn't even say that was the hardest part. I would actually say the hardest part was being a peer to a lot of the students in the class when I was a teaching assistant. We were the same age. Yeah. Um, some people were older than me. And so learning how to earn people's respect um, and, and be a leader that people can look, to, look up to or turn to when problems arise and be trusted was definitely a challenge, definitely a challenge. <laughs> and on top of that, just generally, even in my day-to-day job now, I find the hardest part is dealing with people because people are complicated creatures. Oh yeah. <laughs> and, and especially when conflicts come up or, you know, um, people get frustrated or people get mad or people um, have disagreements, learning how to manage under those circumstances um, and still at the, at the end of it, feel like you're a team and feel like you have accomplished something was a challenge that I, that I learned a lot from. Yeah, 100%. I, last year, I had girls on my team that were the same exact age as me. I was right. like, how do I, like, I, I don't feel comfortable telling you what to do, but also, like, you need to do your job. Right, <laughs> so. totally. It's striking a balance. And I think ultimately what I learned is that that is a very applicable um, scenario to what real life is. Like just because you are at a certain level doesn't mean your age has to be a certain number. And it is more about the poise that you bring, the confidence that you bring, um, the honesty the trust that you gain, all of those characteristics um, that make a good leader have nothing to do with the year that you were born uh, and very much everything to do about, you know, who you are as a person, what you bring to the table. So how you already mentioned, obviously you went into advertisement, so it obviously helped you realize this is actually the industry you wanted to be in. But um, how did that whole experience help you see maybe what job specifically in advertisement you wanted to be a part of? Yeah, Um, that's tough because I, to be quite honest, don't necessarily think that advertising and what I'm doing right now is what I will be doing for forever, Mm -hmm. right? And and I don't think it's, it's like the end of my career journey. 
Uh, I do not see myself at the end of my career still being in advertising. <laughs> um, but I will say it has been a great first experience in the workforce. And when I was applying applying for jobs, I I did a wide sweep of job applications to a bunch of different companies within the creative business realm, whether that be marketing, advertising, event management, branding, you know, there are so many things that encompass creative business. Yeah. Um, and I honestly just felt com- most compelled by the opportunities and interviews I had within advertising. And I, I'm at the time, my, my senior year, I also had a full-time internship um, at AARP on their social media team and got a job offer fairly early, early in the year that, you know, when you're put on pressure to make a decision, yeah, it's tough. (laughs) Yeah. That helped me the most uh, (laughs) realize that I did not want to be doing what I was doing in that particular internship, but I wanted to be doing what I had, you know, previously talked to you about um, doing advertising, like the advanced advertising course yeah. had, had exposed to me. So, you know, it's, it's super hard to pinpoint one experience or say, this is definitively right. what I will be doing for my career. <laughs> um, but it's all about, you know, stepping stones. And I think that advanced advertising course slash experience over the three years in school of my schooling was very much laying the groundwork for what my first stepping stone out of school will be was really yeah of course so bit of a transition what was your favorite project that you worked on then and what was your favorite what is your favorite project you're working on now then as in in school (laughs) uh yeah it could have been during a previous internship or an older job just not where you are right now oh okay um one of my first internships during college my the summer between my freshman and sophomore year, I did a summer abroad in London. And after after a year in the School of Business where all you are taking are um, prerequisite <laughs> classes that have nothing, nothing to do with what you want or what you think you want to be doing as a career, um, <laughs> I, I was... I was so ready to get out into the working force. Um, and so I went to London and I worked for a startup nonprofit in the education sphere, which was very just foreign to me. I knew nothing about the company. It was super small. I knew nothing about London. I knew nothing about my major because I learned nothing. classes <laughs> on it during the year. Um, but I jumped in as technically a marketing intern, but when you work for a company, a startup that has three other people, you kind of do everything. Yep. Yeah. Um, so I did everything under the sun during that internship, but one particular project that I worked on was this world of work. It was called World of Work Day, which was essentially a conference for kids in middle school and high school in London in underprivileged communities, um, which this organization 
served children in underprivileged communities um, and and showed them sort of what their future could hold in in different sorts of careers or technical trades. And it was the first experience that I had that really pushed my boundaries and showed me what I was capable of doing. And that was great because it was a it was a tangible thing. It was an event for you know, 300 plus people where we organized workshops. And it was just such a cool experience to have right out of school that much responsibility or right out of your freshman year of school to have that much responsibility and know that um, you are capable of doing a lot more than maybe you get credit for at your age, let's say, or you get credit for even if you didn't take any marketing classes in school yet, and that's your major, you know, (laughs) it showed me, it showed me a lot that confidence goes a long way. Hard work goes a long way. Um, When you're dedicated to something, when you're thorough and you're organized, um, it it really pays off. And I've loved that internship for all of those, all of those reasons that it taught me so much about myself. So that's one. Um, And then a very, very recent project uh, that is from the company that I am at now and one of the clients that I'm working for now. Um, they are a recovery footwear. So they they have shoes that you can't wear during workouts, but they're predominantly used for post-workouts. The company is called Ufos. Mm-hmm. And um, my team was brought on to effectively create a new brand campaign for our clients, which meant a TV commercial, uh, photography that we could use in social media on Instagram and Facebook and Pinterest. Uh, it meant a redesigned website and so much more, so much more. And that experience, which I am still in right now, <laughs> uh, has again taught me that I am not too far, far um, from graduation. And I graduated in 2016. Yeah. It was not, not too long ago. Um, but it has shown me how much I have learned in the four years that I have been out of school um, compared to the four years that I was in school, how just being in a job and learning about a trade or learning about an industry or learning about a client's business, being in it, you learn so much so quickly uh, that, you know, in school, I probably couldn't have told you what advertising really meant or what marketing really meant, or I could have defined what a target market is, but getting the opportunity to execute against those things and live them is totally different. Uh, and that's a, that's a huge learning and revelation um, that I've come to appreciate in having been working for four years and gives me a lot of appreciation for the work experiences that I had when I was, of course, in school. That was able to um, compensate sort of for the things that I was missing from the classroom. Yeah, of course. I remember, I don't know if you know her, but I was talking to Sarah Trank and she was like, oh. I was just talking to her about GWIB and what we were doing. And she was like, oh, so you're solving a brand architecture problem. And I was like, what? 
What does that mean? Yeah. yeah, I was like, what does that mean? She goes, it's it's just a term. You're like solving, like, look it up, use it in an interview. It's going to make you sound great. And I was like, how, how have I never heard of this before? Yeah. <laughs> Until oh, like wow. right now. That's so funny. Yes. Yeah. yeah, well, it just reminded me of that because I was like, how am I still so clueless about these things? Well, right, because the thing is, in school, you are taught what is in a textbook, and you were also taught to taught that your success is based on how you can define the things in, that are in your textbook um, on a test, and maybe do some application, but it's the application is very distant from what real world is, yeah, which is sort of unfortunate, but. But I will say, like, the thing that you are doing right now, knowing that you can't have an internship, unfortunately, this year, the thing that you are doing right now is hearing from people's experiences in the workforce. And that is almost as enriching um, as actually being there, because you get to hear from a whole host of people, it seems like, who have a million different journeys post-grad. Like, nothing is the same. Yeah. <laughs> and even though Sarah and I worked at Ovi together, we had very different experiences in college. And now we have very different experiences now that we are done with Ogilvy. Yeah. And have moved on. So um yeah, it's just you can go in any which path and you will learn a ton of stuff. <laughs> Of course, you could never learn in school. Yeah, yeah, of course. Because there are so many different different um, opportunities. Yeah, a hundred percent. So I guess this is a little more COVID related, but how do you stay motivated and inspired before this whole thing started? And now mm-hmm. that COVID's here, obviously, you're back home. It's change of environment, change of pace. Uh-huh. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> um, so previous, previously, pre-COVID, I'll say, pre-COVID, um, I, and I still am this person, love, love the energy of being in an office and love the energy of working on a million different projects and have a million things going on uh, in a day. Um, the adrenaline of that, surely the adrenaline <laughs> me motivated. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, I also think it really helps to like who you're sitting next to at work, like your coworkers that are working on your projects and love the project itself that you are working on. All of those things <laughs> have been shaken up a lot. Yeah. <laughs> in the last couple of months. So I will be honest and say motivation is very hard is very, very hard. I think more of what motivates me now is taking advantage of the flexibility that this interesting, strange time has um, allowed for, which probably would have not been possible, you know, during a normal workday. So having having a bit more freedom has actually motivated me more than I thought it would. Meaning being able to wake up, you know, at eight o'clock instead of six o'clock and still get a workout in and jumpstart my day 
is actually pretty motivating. <laughs> yeah, it's nice. <laughs> to be productive at work. And um, having 30 minutes to take for a lunch break during the middle of the day and maybe read a couple of chapters of a book actually energizes me and motivates me a lot to then get back online and, and finish out my day. But, but that mental break of being able to step away really is not possible during the normal work day. Um, I, I, Sarah too, and I'm sure a million other people that work in our industries, we don't take lunch breaks. I don't take lunch breaks. Maybe, maybe once every other week or once every week, we can sit up on the counter at work and, and have 10 minutes to eat next to our coworkers and chat about some things. But it's not really the same yeah. <laughs> as, um, as really like checking out for a good 30 minutes. And there's definitely power in being able to do that and, and know that your coworkers are probably doing the same thing and everybody's still productive and motivated the same as we were in the office. It's just a different type of way of getting there. Yeah, a hundred percent. Which you you kind of delved into this question, but obviously moving to present day, um, mm. it's obviously affected you in the way that you work. But <clears throat> have you seen like any more overall effects to just like how COVID has affected your job and your experience where you are now? Yeah, it has. It has changed so much, so much. Uh, a couple of things. For one. I think it has shown leadership within my company and a lot of other companies um, that employees can still be productive and motivated um, when they are working from home. There has been, I think, a negative connotation around working from home, both pre-COVID. Um, you know, my, my office is fairly understanding. We have great leadership. Uh, who will let you work from home if you need to. But there's always, you know, something something in the back of people's minds that say, oh, they're working from home. So, you know, if you slip up once, if you don't an- answer an email for 10 minutes, then people assume you're not working and you're yeah. doing chores or <laughs> doing laundry or surfing Facebook, which, you know, sometimes is true for some people. But yeah. <laughs> but, not always. Um, but all of that is to say that this time has proven that companies can still be profitable, that teams can still be motivated and hit their deadlines um, and be productive with working from home. And I think that will change the way in which corporate America and, and working America in general is structured. I mean, you read the headlines today and and Facebook is letting their employees work from home indefinitely. And you have Amex um, letting employees work from home until like October, or the end of 2020 and Goldman Sachs doing the same thing. Yeah. Google until next year. It's... Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, so COVID has definitely done that. <laughs> I do think there are challenges though to working from home and it it does not suit everybody in corporate america 
And my job is very much focused around managing teams and talking to a million and a half people in a day. Yeah. And that can be really hard when you cannot see a person. And Zoom is, is different from actually being in front of a person. Um, you know, being able to go up to somebody's desk and have a conversation is a lot more efficient than setting up a Zoom call and, you know, yeah, going through those motions. So it depends on your job, but there are positive and negative benefits to it. But I think work in general is going to change a lot. Yeah, 100%. Uh, going back to your industry, so obviously I've read a lot about how COVID has affected the advertising industry specifically. Mm. Um, so how well do you think your industry has reacted and overall felt the impact of COVID? Reacted? Uh, I think there was more so at the beginning of COVID, um, a lot of fear mm-hmm. for the reality that companies and brands in, in which are our clients are, mm-hmm. uh, will pull back their money and spending. And of course, that would lead to layoffs. That would be, yeah. you know, rough projects, layoffs, potential furloughs, and ultimately hit the bottom line of a company in, in the negative, in a negative way. Um, so the fear was very much there. I, within the industry as a whole, and, and mainly within, um, traditional advertising agencies. I don't work at a traditional advertising agency. I work at a consulting company and within that consulting company, we have an advertising marketing arm and we operate within that arm as a traditional advertising, well, non-traditional advertising agency, but we have a barrier between us and the industry. So I think we were a bit more confident in our ability to weather the storm Mm -hmm. than the industry as a whole was, which created ease for us and our employees. But ultimately, as time went on, what we are, we're like past the two month mark, I guess now, um, I think every industry has done a pretty good job of adapting to what now is the way of working. Yeah. Um, We are very technology first people that work in the industry. So that has worked to our advantage, you know, adopting Zoom and using Teams and being really active and communicative. It was already in our nature because of the industry that we work in. So I think we were at an advantage that all of the tools were there despite the initial fear that was natural. And I think a lot of people felt and are still feeling, definitely. Yeah, so obviously we mentioned it's been tough, but as you even mentioned, specifically in the advertising industry, everything's communications, like you need to talk. Mm -hmm. So um, how do you lead during this tough time and work in teams? (laughs) Oh man, communication (laughs) is totally key. You hit the nail on the head. Over communication. I, I find that it, you are never going to get in trouble for including everybody that needs to be included. Yep. <laughs> you will never get in trouble for over communicating. 
but you very may well uh, be in a tough situation if you do the opposites of any of that. So team leading now has needed to get, we, we have needed to get, I have needed to get a lot more creative Yeah. <laughs> with how I keep tabs on my people and how I um, am rest assured that they are doing what they need to be doing to move a project forward. So for us, I thankfully have a, a nice relationship with a lot of my team members. So I text them all the time <laughs> because I find informal communication, yes. at least with my current team, who we're all sort of around the same age bracket. We're super friendly. So I check in on them as much as I can without knowing, without being too annoying or pestering, you know? And I, and I also think, um, I check in on them even when I do not need anything. I think as a team leader, it can be really tough for team members when, when you know you constantly have to deliver something Yeah, and that dynamic can get difficult, um, when managing, managing teams. So I try to check in on my team, team members, just to see how they're doing, especially now, even if, you know, they don't owe me anything in terms of deliverables. Exactly. And on top of that, flexibility has been super important. Of course. So, so if, if my, if my team, if somebody on my team tells me that they have a shit ton going on on another project that I have no idea about because it is also very difficult to keep tabs on what else people are working on. Of course. Um, then I have to trust and trust my team member that they know what they have to do and they will accomplish it. But it is my responsibility also to be flexible and understanding of their other Yeah and projects which again is a lot easier in the office because you see what other people are working on and you hear it but we're you know so much more siloed that it just requires a lot more communication and patience um, to get that information yeah a hundred percent everything that you said I feel like I find myself just texting my team like how are you? Just like, are you doing yeah. okay? Um, because yeah, just like, what, what else are you working on? Yeah. Are these timelines okay for you? Do you think that there, you can accomplish what I'm asking you to accomplish? And if you can't, let's talk about it. Yeah. Yeah. A hundred percent. Um, so obviously situations has changed and a lot of people, some people do have internships, which is really exciting, but if you had an intern right now, how do you think you would train them and give them the experience you described to me before that you love so much? <laughs> oh, wow. That's a I would love to have an intern. <laughs> First of all, <laughs> I would love that. Uh, it would definitely be challenging. But I also think that at, to a certain extent, because everything is virtual now, barriers have sort of blurred yeah so in the past when I've had internships there might have been meetings or experiences that my 
manager might not have brought you in on because of the the optics. You might hear that a lot. The optics of like having an intern there yeah. or trying to shield that person from whatever conversation you're having. I hated, I hated when my managers did that because mm-hmm. I think those are the types of experiences that you want to be involved in and you want. So I actually think um, if I had an intern today, I would totally take advantage of this digital form of doing things and have them participate in in everything, in every conversation and every text message because you just become like, it's so much easier to become a, an appendage of somebody else yeah. digital, digitally. I get, I, 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 that's my hypothesis at least. <laughs> of course. Than it is, than it is when you're in person. And I, like I mentioned before, I think now the time calls for a, a bit more creativity in how you structure a work day. And so if I had an intern, I would definitely encourage that flexibility, but at the same time, take advantage of it and be creative about how we, how we run our days um, and how we participate in conversations, how we get to know each other, um, what projects that intern could work on that would ultimately give them more autonomy probably than what they would have if um, they were in an office always, always next to me. You know, you kind of have to figure stuff out for yourself when you are by yourself. Mm -hmm. Um, And that forces you into that experience in a good way. Yeah. In a good way. Knowing that there's still support for you. But I think I'd take advantage of that independence that I could give an intern. Yeah, of course. So I've had an interview already. So what I'm, my goal is to collect questions from the people I'm interviewing so I can ask other professionals. So mm-hmm. I have a question from Andra Heaton, who is a CMO at Marketopia. And her question for you is, what advice would you give graduates right now that are just starting in the workplace when millions of people are losing their jobs? Be grateful. <laughs> Be grateful, but also take advantage of the fact that you have a job. Yeah. And I think about when I first started my job that I'm currently in, and I found it super tough to get to know people because I was sitting on a different floor from the majority of my office. Right. We had, we, you know, had packed the, the, original floor. And I found it super hard to be physically distant. And so what I did was I set up 15 minute chats with every single person in my office so that I could break that physical barrier and get to know people and feel more comfortable going upstairs and intermingling. Yeah, of course. So I think that same thing would apply to starting out a new job as a recent graduate. I think people would feel, well, it would be very easy to feel distant from your coworkers. And it would feel, it would be really easy to feel disconnected um, to the company in which you are working for and at. But 
again, getting creative on how you immerse yourself into your company, your team in today's environment um, is just the reality of, of where we're at. So if somebody were to have a, a new job, I'd say, yes, good for you. Take advantage of it. Be grateful knowing that a lot of people have lost their jobs or aren't able to get jobs, but that, that, um, that gives you even more of a reason to dive right in and learn how to immerse yourself. And you can do that in the way that I did it for in person, or you can do it in whichever way you feel comfortable and, you know, setting up a virtual happy hour or doing virtual trivia. There are tons of ways to do it, but um, yeah, that, that would be my advice. <laughs> awesome. So now what would be a question that you have that I could ask other people I'm interviewing? <laughs> <laughs> I love this. Um, a question that you could ask somebody else that you are interviewing is what are some fun ways in which you have you have adopted your routine now that we're in quarantine that you weren't able to do pre-quarantine yeah i like that that's that's cool yeah. I feel like that that's going to come up with some interesting responses. <laughs> yeah, but it was so shameless. Yeah, 100%. Right. Do what you got to do to feel sane. If that's, well, now I have a glass of wine at <laughs> 3 o'clock, which I could not have done in the office. 100%, 100%. Yeah, or, you know, now I get to play with my kids longer in the morning or spend more time with my kids in the morning than I normally would have because I would be rushing off to work. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think we'd learn a, a good amount of people. <laughs> 100%. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that's basically it for the whole interview process. So thank you so much, Jackie, for jumping on this call with me and letting me ask you all these questions and dig into your career journey thus far. <laughs> Yes, of course, Rebecca, you had awesome questions. I'm super excited that you're you're doing this. So keep me updated and, and how it's going. And if you need anything else, um, or if you need help reaching out to, to other people, um, happy to help. And long story short, that is exactly how my conversation with Jackie went. I hope that you were able to learn something new and that you're all staying safe and healthy. A quick shout out to Jackie. Thank you so much for jumping on the phone with me again. I really appreciate your help. And to the listeners, I hope that you enjoyed the first episode and make sure to keep listening because there's a lot more to come.